You're listening to Business Stories with Ryan Arcarachi, where I speak to business professionals from all walks of life. Thanks for listening, and let's get to it. Hey, when I was a kid, I was super interested and intrigued by uh, the Terminator 2 movie that came out when I was probably about 10 or 11 years old, and I was fascinated by the fact that there were these human looking robots running around, you know, raising havoc and, and going crazy. And it was action packed and it was fun and it was science fiction. Well, here we are uh, over 30 years later and robotics and automation is quickly becoming something that is trickling into our everyday life. You may have come across robotics or automation ordering fast food or at a restaurant. So my guest today is Timothy Tanksley. He is the marketing director for Rich Tech Robotics here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And Timothy and I are going to talk all about what's going on in the robotics world right now in terms of business and operations. So Timothy, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, Ryan. Um, I'm super excited to be here and to talk to you about the non-Terminator side of robotics. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to mention too, Timothy, you are a real person. You're not a robot yourself, right? <laughs> yes, that okay. is true. That's good. Okay. Just want to make sure that's clear. So Timothy, let's talk about your background. How did you get into this role, into this industry? Yeah. So um, it all started about three years ago. Um, you know, I, I had been doing a lot. I had been going to school for, for marketing um, and studying branding and UX design and web development. Um, and I found out through a friend about an opportunity to uh, work for a robotics company. Um, so when I was a kid growing up here in Vegas, I was actually in the GATE program. And my dad was the instructor of the GATE program, which was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And he actually introduced a robotics uh, program into the GATE program, um, which was super cool. So uh, I immediately thought of that and it sounded very intriguing. So I actually joined Rich Tech Robotics on the technical side at first. Um, you know, I was the one who was actually going out to different hotels and casinos and restaurants and installing the robots. So I got a firsthand um, feeling for, you know, how that goes and, and how those implementations um, affect businesses. Um, and then, you know, I, I had conversations with leadership and I, I told them about my studies and I ended up transferring into the marketing department initially to work on the, the website and the SEO strategy, which um, I know is kind of your bread and butter, Ryan. Yeah. Um, and then just through continuing to work in the marketing department, uh, I eventually ended up uh, as the marketing director. Wow. That's, that's great. Now, when you talk about, you know, going into businesses now and what, what's the response like? Cause you know, I'm, I've been talking about robotics to, to a lot of clients I work with, and I think it's so fascinating. Do you think there was a lot of, was there any pushback? Was there hesitation or were people worried about how are we going to handle this? What were you, what were you hearing out there? Yeah. So I would break it down into a couple of different categories. So firstly, you know, we work mainly with the hospitality industry. So we're installing these robots in hotels, restaurants, um, senior living facilities, places like that. Yeah. Um, and so the actual guests at those establishments are very curious. Uh, you know, when I was installing robots, I would actually uh, be taken off of my task of installing the robot many times just to answer questions, talk about the robot, yeah. stuff like that. I did. I will say I got a lot 
more interest, um, you know, from, I would say, uh, the Gen X generation um, and generations in, in that demographic more than I did Gen Z's and millennials. I think Gen really? Z's and millennials are surprisingly already used to robotics, um, yeah. used to seeing robots, especially here in Vegas. We have a couple around town. Yeah. Um, but overall, um, the guests were super excited about it. Um, and then I would say when we implement it, you know, um, talking about the management, um, you know, generally there's a little bit of um, apprehension, a little bit of, you know, just uncertainty uh, on how that implementation is going to work. But yeah. um, what we found through our installations and, and our partnerships with many businesses is that these robots are able to come in and they're able to help a lot of businesses that are really struggling right now, especially in the hospitality industry. So overall, there's a little bit of nervousness at first, um, right. but once they start working alongside the robots, the robots end up becoming their favorite coworkers. That's interesting. So do you have any good particular stories about, you know, somebody that was in that situation where they were struggling, their operations, you know, it was difficult. Um, and you brought in a robot, of course, it was a learning curve. It was an adjustment to work alongside something like that. But what happened? Like, what, what, what did you see as far as positive results from that? Yeah, you know, I can think of uh, one specific instance, um, you know, I'll just quickly mention that, like I said before, you know, the hospitality industry is really struggling with labor shortage. Um, and that especially re rings true in the senior living facility um, businesses. Um, and so, you know, if restaurants are, are struggling to find servers, then senior living facilities most certainly are. So right. whenever we're able to implement um, our robotics in the senior living facilities, it really highlights the power of what specifically our serving robots can do. And I would say that the real power is that the serving robots can take care of, you know, more menial tasks such as running food dishes back and forth um, from the kitchen. Yeah. And then the human servers that are on staff almost become more of floor managers and they're able to actually spend time at tables, interact with guests, um, which is especially important in the senior living facility um, area. So I would say that that has probably been one of the greatest successes that we've had is we've really, through these robotic solutions, we've been able to empower human employees to really lean into the more impactful um, and, and also just plainly the better part of their jobs, actually creating um, connections with guests and elevating the guest experience. Now, that's really interesting because a lot of the arguments I hear is that automation and robotics will diminish customer service and it'll make it less human, right? A less, less of a human interaction. But what you're saying is the complete opposite. The robots are doing some of the menial tasks and the floor managers are actually focused on, in this case, the, the people in the living facility or the customers or the clients. Is that what you're saying, really? That's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, and and to give you an idea of why employees are leaving the hospitality industry so much, it, it really all started with COVID. Um, you know, during a lot of, or during COVID, when a lot of these hospitality industries shut down, there 
employees really thought about, you know, is this meaningful work? Is, is this is working in this industry something that I want to do for the rest of my life? And a lot of them left. Yeah. And so what what I think is really great is you're you're completely right. You know, these robots aren't um, taking away um, any aspect of um, customer service. They're actually enhancing it because they're empowering employees to be able to, like I said, focus on what's important, creating connections with guests, um, really sitting down and, and actually connecting with the community. Um, which is yeah. fantastic. And then on the other side of things, uh, most of the time the the serving robots are actually able to bring out food, you know, faster. Um, and so plates are hotter, um, which which overall means the quality food is better. So that is is really interesting that that's what's happening because you feel like the people that were doing the menial work again, like you said, they don't feel like it's it's real work they're just there to do the menial tasks and that doesn't feel very empowering but when you can position someone in a, a different level or a different position where they can do more in terms of customer service and production i think that actually creates a better environment is that what you're seeing out there yeah a hundred percent you know and um you know i i used to be a server that was the best part of my job right is yeah. talking to people and forming those connections i did not really i don't really look back on being a server and you know i'm not saying hey dang i miss carrying plates back and forth from the kitchen you know? right right <laughs> right what are i mean when we talk about your robots that you have available right now which i've seen i've, I've been to your facility it's it's awesome um what are some of the top features you would you know you would say bring the most value with what you have maybe three to five different features you can talk about yeah i would say so um you know, we have a, a whole host of different robotic solutions. So we have um, food delivery robots, we have floor cleaning robots, um, and then we have a little bit more interactive robots. So I'll, I'll start with the with the food delivery robots. Um, so just being able to carry back and forth um, plates and dirty dishes from the kitchen mm -hmm. uh, or from the dining floor is extremely valuable. But on top of that, we're able to add uh, a level of customization um, so that businesses can actually um, help to promote certain dishes that they might want to push more of on their menu. Mm -hmm. um, they can show videos of it on the the dining robot screens. Um, so that's a pretty helpful feature. Um, additionally, um, we also have a cloud portal that connects to most of our robotic solutions so that business owners can monitor to see exactly how effective the robots are being. Um, and they can also monitor to see, you know, whether there's any improvements throughout the workflow. Um, and that's really important because, you know, when we're talking to businesses, it's one of the first things that comes up, right? What What is the ROI of these robots? So right. um, it, it's pretty awesome that we're able to provide that cloud portal to be able to put the ROI in the hands of the business owners and really show it to them through yeah. statistics. Um, but lastly, I would say that um, I'm not sure if you've seen our Atom robot. It's installed yes. here in the forum shops. Yeah. Um, so that's our, our, our dual armed robotic platform that we've used as a bartender for the Kardashians. We've used it as a barista to make coffee in uh, the hotel in LA. But in the forum shops, it's installed in a place called Clouty, which is a boba brand that we've created. So Adam is actually a boba barista there. And pretty soon here, we are going to be integrating 
generative AI functionality into that atom so that customers can not only go to the forum shops, go to Cloud Tea and have that really cool experience of, you know, getting your boba tea made by a robot, but they'll actually also be able to talk to the robot, you know, ask it basic questions, ask it for advice, um, and it'll give real intelligent answers. Yeah, that is is fascinating. And I think what I'm trying to do is get people who are listening to understand that these are not designed to hurt customer, the customer relationship or the experience for the customer. These are designed to improve the customer experience and also improve the operations and general, you know, efficiency of the business. And I think that's what people are missing when they when they have this fear that robots are going to take away jobs and they're going to they're going to hurt the business and it's going to cost too much money. I mean, and based on the analytics you're gathering, Timothy, um, you know, what are you seeing as results right now? Like, with the, I mean, you're, we're, we're in a town where there's a lot of hospitality. There's industry is thriving here. What are you seeing as far as results? Are you seeing happy business owners, flourishing businesses, improved operations, all of that? Yeah, I would say that, you know, with most of the businesses that we're working with, you know, they're reaching out to us. They're, they're looking into these robotic solutions because, you know, they're starting out at a place where they're really being affected by the labor shortages. And so um, that's just been the best part of our business. Um, you know, people often talk about how robots are coming for jobs. Um, and I can't really blame them because we all grew up with the Terminator movies. And right. we've all kind of watched this science fiction yeah. uh, that has cast a negative light on robotics. But when we're able to come in to these businesses that are legitimately you know, facing the prospect of potentially closing due to labor shortage, we're able to come in and supply these solutions that help to stabilize operations so that these businesses aren't constantly short uh, staff. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's really something that, you know, just besides being able to help out the human employees, um, we're able to help these businesses serve their communities. We're able to help these businesses um, you know, continue with the mission that they set out with when they first started. And so um, yeah. that's something that we've just really enjoyed being able to do in in the Vegas Valley and across the entire U.S. Right. And I, I mean, you know, you don't have, you don't have to talk about money and, and what this costs, but, you know, how are you making it, I guess, digestible for the common business owner who's not, you know, a multi-billionaire, millionaire, how how can can somebody who's listening who's got an an idea to have a robot or maybe thinks they need one how can you make this affordable i'm not saying you have to throw out numbers i'm just saying how can you work with these these business owners who have interest to make it something that's a, a possibility financially for them right 100% and and that's you know the most important part right um so I will say this, when you look at the average uh, employee salary of, let's say, a server, right? Yeah. They're probably making hourly. Um, on top of that, they might have to be offered benefits. And on yeah. top of that, they might have to be, um, you know, they're, they're going to have to be trained. Um, they're going to have to be given uniforms. Um, and additionally, they can probably work a maximum of 40 hours a week if they're a full-time employee or, or maybe even around 20 hours a week if they're a part-time employee. So when we're able to implement these robots into their business, um, not only are these robots able to work up to 15 hours a day, um, but they don't really have uh, an hourly salary. Um, yeah. And if you were to kind of break down the cost into hourly 
their daily salary, really, you're looking at about five bucks a day uh, yeah. for our maitre d' model. So, yeah. and again, you know, this isn't something that we're talking to these business owners and and they're starting to think, oh, well, fantastic, right? Let's let's replace all of the human servers with robot servers. Right. Um, that's not their mission and that's not our mission at all. But what we're able to do is give them that baseline that they can rely on. Even if everyone calls out to the shift on a yeah. given day, they know, okay, I have these robots um, that can at least, you know, take the plates out um, to the tables. But when you're able to move to that hybrid model where you have the baseline production taken care of, and then you're using the servers to really enhance the guest experience, that's where we really start to see magic. Right. That's interesting. So do you feel like when you, when you approach a business, there is going to be an adjustment to where, how they structure their staffing and what they're doing and, and even the scheduling and things around this bot and this automation, because I would assume if they're going to bring one in, they're going to have to sit down and go, okay, you know, Joe, you're going to do this. And Sally, you're going to do this. And, and like, how, how is that going, that whole adjustment to getting this robot in and then kind of restructuring processes? Oh, a hundred percent. You know, it, it, it's a change to the way that the business operates. So um, for any major change like that, you know, there definitely needs to be planning. And yeah. that's really been one of the best parts of my job when I was a technician um, is being able to work closely uh, with these businesses, you know, building relationships with the managers um, and, you know, with the servers. And generally what we do is we start to, in our early conversations through the sales process, is just to get an idea of what the implementation would look like. But then when we actually ship out the robot, the technician will really talk to the servers, we'll talk to the shift leads, we'll talk to the managers. And, um, you know, you really get to learn that these these restaurants are almost like living organisms. Like they, they really have a, a flow and an energy um, and so we try to come in with our automated solutions and uh, be able to slip into that flow um, yeah. organically. And usually there's um, one or two adjustments that have to be made in terms of, you know, obviously we have to train the staff on, you know, this is how you work with the robots. And sometimes um, we may have to make special pathing when we program the robots to be able to um, fully optimally serve all of the guests. Um, but honestly, that was one of the, my favorite parts of the job when I was a technician. Yeah. And another thing too, is I, you know, I've talked to some, some clients I've had about this is logistics and just, um, you know, the environment, right. It kind of explained to us sort of the, the ideal sort of profile of a good prospect for you for robotics. I mean, cause I know restaurants, especially older ones are not built. They're all, they're all built differently and structurally they're different. Um, what's the best sort of environment for these things to operate in or can they operate practically anywhere? You know, with, with older models of delivery robots, um, that were out years ago, um, they were a little restrictive, but with the technology that we currently have at our disposal and the, the delivery robots that we use to integrate into restaurants, yep. um, the the, one of the best parts about them is just the fact that they are so flexible um, with environments. So generally, um, you know, unless the restaurant is super tight, um, meaning that there is not much space to move around, um, you know, it, it, basically a human server would have to walk sideways the entire time throughout right. the restaurant. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not going to work. But pretty much other than that, 
Um, these robots are really flexible to their surroundings and are able to adapt. Um, and I would say that the best kind of restaurants that they work with, um, you know, are restaurants and, uh, and hotel restaurants really that, um, have a desire to, you know, pump out food at, at a fast rate. Um, a lot of the times when it's a bigger restaurant, we're able to integrate multiple food delivery robots and they can all kind of work together to almost make it like a, um, like a, a conveyor belt of robots that are constantly going out um, right. and bringing back dirty dishes. And that's really when it starts to get fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it, I'm sure it does. What about from a marketing standpoint? Cause in my brain, and I'm always thinking in terms of sales and marketing for my clients and things um, I feel like, there is an opportunity where these bots can create some interaction, especially for kids. They can be fun. Um, you can play games with them and things. Have you seen some benefits from that side of it from a marketing perspective? Are people drawn to businesses because they're seeing these robots? You talked about the place inside the forum shops and, and all of that. Are you seeing that happen too? Yeah, I would say that, you know, it, it even starting with our very first uh, food delivery robot installation. We installed in, I believe it was New Jersey um, at a, a seafood restaurant. And after the news got out that that robot was installed, people were driving literally from different states, crossing state lines wow. just to go and see, um, you know, the robot um, and, and be served by the robot. So I would say that that is one of the sneaky benefits of you know, using robotic solutions in your business. Um, you know, especially me being on the marketing side, I, I can see firsthand that uh, these businesses do get a marketing boost. Um, usually, you know, news crews want to come out and they want to do some coverage. Um, influencers will kind of highlight it whenever they're they're going to your restaurant. And specifically with Cloudsy, you know, what what we've done there, there's there's actually different beverage making robots. Mm -hmm. out there on the market yeah but all of them are a single arm and they're all kind of the aim of them is to be extremely high volume and, and yeah. to be efficient um and where we've really differentiated ourselves with the atom system is we're still using the robotic technology so it's still efficient it's still high volume but we really have created this character um, this lovable character atom that people can interact with um and people can you know come to Vegas and see Adam and, and not only, you know, just get a delicious cup of boba, but they're able to have an experience behind that. And that's overall where the market is moving towards, especially with millennials and Gen Z. Um, they really are, are focused on um, spending their money on experiences, not just products. That's interesting that you say that because I think, you know, in the restaurant industry, it is part of it is experience. It's not just the food, but it's the ambiance. It's the experience you have. And I think these robots are taking that to the next level as far as experience and draw. So I think that's, that's amazing. Um, Most definitely. Yeah. And the fact that people are driving from you know, miles away, states away to see this is, is fascinating. Now you brought up that the Kardashians were involved with clout T is that, how did that happen? Is that, was the robot on the show or what happened there? Yeah. So that was uh, a super fun experience. So the Atom system um, was basically, you know, it's something that we implement implement into existing businesses. We've also built up the Cloudy um, brand so that we can um, implement that in its entirety. But 
another way that we kind of use the Atom system is we rent Atom out for events because it does tend to gain media attraction. And, you know, sometimes when people rent it out for like conventions, it gets convention goers to to visit the booth that rented out the Atom. But right. with the Kardashians specifically, Kendall Jenner has a 818 tequila brand and she was launching uh, her new signature bottle. And so they reached out to us and, and they wanted to have Adam come um, to their party and, and bartend and make some signature margaritas using the 818 tequila. So it was a really fun experience. It, it's something that, you know, we really enjoyed working with them. And we actually ended up on season three, episode one of the Kardashians. Wow. And my fiance was extremely proud of me that I was <laughs> able to end up there for about half a second. Yeah. on the show <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah it, it, it was extremely awesome to be able to do that and i think it you know adam was making salted rim margaritas and and kind of complex cocktails so it was a great chance for us to be able to show off um you know what adam can actually do yeah that must have been a great feeling to to have that kind of exposure so that's that's pretty cool yes definitely I mean, well, it's looking like the future too. Kind of, where where do you think, see things happening, especially in Vegas and other other places where there's a lot of hospitality? You know, New York, San Francisco, major cities, Chicago. Where do you see this going in the next five to ten years or so? So, for us, we really want to continue to focus on helping out these businesses. Um, helping them stabilize their operations and improve guest experiences like we've talked about. But we really want to focus on our Clouty brand as well. And I feel like that is going to be the main focus of our company going forward. Um, the Clouty brand is something that's intriguing and exciting um, for people of all demographics. And um, our goal here is to really expand Clouty stores all across the nations in all major cities um, and we really aim to be able to make the Cloudy brand a part of people's everyday lives. Um, you know, the difference with the Cloudy brand is, you know, there's lots of companies out there that are able to offer premium drink products, yeah. um, you know, but they're using traditional business models that mean that those drink products come with premium prices. Yeah. Um, so where we're really able to kind of differentiate ourselves is we're still able to offer a high uh, level um, quality product, um, but because of our business model being based on robotics, we're able to to make it for a, a lot more uh, affordable and reasonable price. Yeah. Um, and so we really want to take that that concept nationwide, and and like I said, become a part of Americans' everyday lives. Yeah. Well, Timothy, this has been an awesome conversation. I think if you're listening and you are interested in robotics, um, you should definitely reach out to me through the podcast or Timothy, how can, um, you know, people, if they mention this podcast or this episode, how can they uh, reach out to you or, or your team? Yeah, you can always visit our website, uh, richtechrobotics.com, and you can fill out a contact form that goes directly to me. Um, or you can just reach out to me at timothy.t at richtechrobotics.com. I love to have conversations with people. So please feel free to reach out. Yeah. Thank you, Timothy. And if you're listening and you're interested in robotics, I, I really think Timothy, that this is sort of the, the, the way things are going. And I think you would agree that people are moving more and more towards automation and understanding the power of it. I just think there's a lot of fear as well. And I think people fear innovation generally. And that's what I experienced. Cause I try to get people to understand that when you innovate your business, 
great things happen. And you guys are an example of that with Clout T. You know, it's an innovative concept and it's new and it's cool. And I think it's drawing a lot of interest. And I think people are afraid. Do you, do you, do you see that people are generally afraid sometimes of innovation and of new ideas because they just don't know how it's going to work? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, you know, working in robotics for, you know, all these years, it's it's the number one conversation that I have with people. Um, yeah. But I will say it's generally um, something where, you know, like I said, we've we've all watched these sci-fi movies and we all have kind of these prior notions. But then when you actually see the product and experience it firsthand, right. um, you know, it's something that it, it definitely brings a lot of joy. It brings a lot of excitement to people. And I think it also goes a long way to, to calm any fears. Um, but yeah, like I said, you know, uh, robotics are here to help. They're here to stabilize. They're definitely here. Um, you know, and they're going to continue to, to kind of expand. Um, and I think once people actually get the chance to kind of work alongside them and be able to experience the benefits that they provide, um, they're going to see that, really they're not here to take people away they're really here to bring out the best in people and i think that's a great way to end this so thank you timothy if you're listening and you want to look into robotics for your business especially if you're in food service or hospitality or senior living please reach out to one of us um, and we can definitely help you out to learn more thanks again timothy and we'll uh, keep in touch i'm excited to see how this all goes thank you very much ryan it was a genuine pleasure and yeah thanks again did you enjoy this episode? I hope so. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Ryan says thanks. Your support is appreciated. And hey, even if you don't buy me a coffee, I'm happy to have you listening. So keep it up and thanks again.